what makes you you? Just like introduce yourself a little bit. Yeah. So Dan Costa, um, I have, I'm, I'm 25. I'm from Pennsylvania. I currently live in Pittsburgh right now. And, uh, yeah, it's, it's been a, it's been a crazy ride up until this point. Um, and the reason being is I just, uh, I came out last year, um, as by, and, uh, it was something that I was not anticipating doing, Yeah, but I did because I just, well, I'll, also too, can we like cuss on this podcast? Is that cool? Yeah, go for it. All right, cool. Um, so yeah, at that point I was just like, fuck it. And, uh, I came out and life was good and yeah, that's it. You know, I, I discovered my, I discovered my passion for photography, like right around that time. Um, so leading up to that point, I was just kind of like, I was in college, I was, you know, a business major, I was in marketing, uh, just kind of like doing the damn thing. And yeah. Where were you going to school? I went to IUP, Indiana University of Pennsylvania. Oh yeah. So, so yeah, I graduated in 2018, uh, with my marketing degree. And then, um, I worked in, you know, I worked for two companies afterwards for a couple of years and ended up being fired from my one job. And, uh, it was, it was kind of a blessing in disguise because then I started my, my photography business a couple months later. And ever since then, like the traction has just started to, to build and like the snowball effect and stuff. And, um, like my social has like popped off. Yeah. Um, so it's been really dope. It's been like such a cool ride. And, uh, like even into next year, like I already have so much stuff planned for, for not only my business, but just for like my personal brand. And it's like, it's crazy how everything like works out, you know? Yeah, dude, you've been killing it on social media. I see you posting like several times a day. It's so sick. Um, so like, how'd you get into photography? How did that, how did that start? Yeah. So I used to hate photography. Like I'll preface it with that. I used to fucking hate the shit. Like I never understood it. I never understood why people did it. Um, and then when I was going through, um, you know, I went through a breakup and, uh, just like, just, you know, like immediately after that, like coming out and then like being unhappy in the job that I was in. And like, there was just like so much stuff going on. And, and my cousin reaches out to me and my family and I are like super, super close. Um, and so they do a, they do a trip to Montana every year and they always invite me and I was finding excuse like not to go, um, so he invited me and he was like, Hey, like, you know, when we went to Montana, there was, um, like we were all going through stuff and we were going through a time and he's like, I think you would really find it, um, like re-energizing, I guess he's, he always explained it like, this is our new years, right? Like they would go to Montana for a week. They would fly fish. We'd stay in a cabin. Like we still had, like Wi-Fi and stuff, you know what I mean? But, um, we were like right in the mountains, like 13 miles off the beaten path, like in the mountains, like there was moose every morning. Like there was like bald eagles flying over our place every morning. We were right. You walk out our place, we're right on the river. Um, it was, it was pretty insane. So I was like, ah, uh, I was like, you know what? I haven't been on a vacation in a hot minute, so I'm going to go fuck it. So I went and, um, like it ended up being just like, like, I was like, oh fuck. Like this actually is like literally life-changing. And what happened was we, we went there and the week that we were there, I was finding myself just kind of like taking pictures and stuff. Cause, um, 
I like to hike. Like they all like to fly fish. I like to hike. Like I like to, you know, I want to get more into like mountain climbing and stuff like that. And, um, so that's what I was doing. I was just going around hiking while they were out fishing. Like I was just going around the property and like going on some trails that were nearby. And it was beautiful, man. Like Montana is a fucking beautiful state. And oh, yeah. so, um, as the, as the days went on, uh, I noticed like I was just having a fun time, just like posting on Instagram from my phone, like all these views and stuff. And I wasn't even thinking anything of it. And then we were sitting outside, like on one of the very last days of the trip. And like, we all, um, you know, we, anytime we get to the cabin, like we all have our food, like cigars, beer, whatever. Like once we're there, we're there. And, um, we were sitting there and I'll just smoking cigars and stuff. And like, I'm just scrolling through my pictures and like, you know, people are, I'm the, I'm like the social media guy in the group. So they're all giving me shit for like being on Instagram. They're like, get off your phone, get off your phone, you know? And, um, and I was like, no, like, check this out, check this out. And so I showed my, my uncle, one of, one of the pictures that I took and he was like, he just kind of like paused for a little bit. And my uncle is one of those guys that, um, he, he's very insightful about other people. Like he'll tell you things about yourself that, I think you like probably wouldn't even pick up on yourself. Um, so when he says something like you, you don't take it very lightly. Um, and so he, he was looking at the images and he was like, you know, you like sort of have an eye for this. And I was like, really? And he was like, yeah. And I was like, okay, bet. So like after that, that's literally like, I'm not going to say like, that's what sparked my interest, but it was a heavy influence on me just being like, fuck it. I'm just going to see what happens. And yeah. so afterwards for the first, you know, six, seven months, I rebranded myself to Costa Hikes um, and started growing my, excuse me, my following on Instagram. And then um, once Instagram made a bunch of changes, I was like, you know, this isn't, this isn't really sustainable. And um I need to like start doing things differently. So then I, then I jumped on Twitter and I was like, you know, this community is fucking dope. Like there's so many cool people on here. Like it is so different than, than Instagram or Facebook or anything. And so I just started going there and then, um, yeah, like everything afterwards just snowballed. Like the people that I met, my work got better. I got a camera, my first camera, the Sony a 6,000 back in April, um, just started shooting more. And then like, I haven't really even, marketed myself around the city of Pittsburgh and like I'm already getting business and I think that's purely just because of my social which is pretty which is pretty cool like yeah which excited for next year you know what I mean yeah that's so rad so yeah Twitter is definitely definitely where it's at I uh hopped on there I don't know just like over the summer I think I don't know I always followed uh, Ryan Warner on Instagram and then he would he started posting about Twitter and I was like oh there's something here it's, yeah. it's just such a such a better community in my opinion yeah so did you you were like into Instagram before Twitter so you said yeah so like I was so I first took off there and like I said I rebranded myself to Costa Hikes and the goal was um, I wanted to start helping fund state parks on cleaning up uh, you know just like cleaning up and trying to provide whatever money that I could make through social to different state parks around Pennsylvania. Because when you think of like, you know, wildlife photography, or you think of 
landscape photography, like the East Coast is probably the last thing that comes to mind um, other than fall. Um, and even in fall, like you're thinking of places like New Hampshire, Connecticut, New York, like all the, you know, Maine, Vermont. Yeah. Um, so I wanted to bring some awareness to PA and, you know, I got into it a little bit. Like I started my YouTube, I have like a hundred, just under 150 subscri subscribers on there and um, started TikTok. I have like just over 2000 on there now. And uh, so like things are starting, like I said, they're starting to snowball, but that was like my goal at first. But then I started like, as I was going, I was like, you know, I am more into being a creative and a photographer and videographer than I am just like into hiking in general. And that's not to say that like, I don't like hiking. I still love it. Um, but my, my priority kind of switched a little bit. And so now like my goal is to help small creators. Um, and I would still like to have that, that hiking initiative and like helping state parks down the line. Um, but that's when I rebranded everything to the Dan Costa. And, um, I think it like fits me a lot better, um, branding wise. And like, we can get into like branding and stuff like all later. Like I would, you know, I love to talk about that stuff, but yeah, that was kind of what's up. I mean, you can, you can just go right now if you want. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, like, I think, um, like, when, whenever people start out, I feel like they're so pressured to, to find their, their brand or whatever that it is that they're trying to do at like such an early stage. And what happens is they, you niche yourself or you just like pigeonhole yourself. And then like, people are so scared to, you know, like rebrand themselves or, or go after what they actually want to go for. And in my opinion, I just say, fuck it. Like, because in reality, like you're, your audience like may not be that big, right? Like I'm sitting just under, I think 20 K across all platforms. And um, like, even then, like, why shouldn't you rebrand? You know what I mean? Like that's yeah. you, like the, the whole point of, and I'll drive this point, like I'll die on this hill, but the whole point of social is to, is to be authentic and like be yourself. And anytime somebody asks or DMS me or something and says, like, Hey, like, how did you grow? Or like, how are you continuing like to have all this growth on social? I'm just like, just be yourself, like just post quality stuff and do what you love. And like, just be yourself. Like if that means cussing in every tweet, cussing every tweet, like if that means like posting videos of you screaming every day, which is kind of like what I do now, like do that. You know what yeah. I mean? Do what's best for you and your brand, because there's, there's something completely different than a personal brand compared to like a corporate brand or just like a hybrid brand. Um, and so that's kind of like, you know, that's what I push to people is just, just be yourself, be authentic and everything else will, will fall into place. Yeah. Yeah. That makes a lot of sense. It's like Gary V. I feel like says that a lot because <laughs> he's, he seems pretty authentic on his, on his social. Um, yeah. Just like you, like your stories. I, I don't know. I just really appreciate watching people that are just like, they just kind of say, say whatever they want. I feel like that's just, I don't know, as a, uh, a viewer's perspective, I feel like that's a really, really good thing too. Yeah. And, and the, the thing about that is, is like, I wouldn't be able to do that. I don't think if like, I didn't fully accept myself. Um, and that was something that, again, just took a while to do. I always knew from a very like early age that I wanted to have some sort of like online presence. Like 
I'm not going to bullshit you. Like I love to be in the limelight. I love attention. Like that's just how I am. Um, like I love to be center stage and just kind of like, you know, be wacky and shit all the time. Um, and so I knew I kind of wanted to be like, put myself out there. I just didn't know when or how to do that. And like, once you kind of get to a point in your life where you're like, I don't give a shit what other people think, or like, I'm just going to do what I want to do and people can watch and they can, they can just kind of, you know, be there. They can support, they can not like, that's okay. I mean, like we're all on our different journeys and shit and like, we're all doing what we want to do. Like for me, that's what I wanted to do. And so like, ever since then, um, it's just been fun, man. Like I just, I'm at a place where everything kind of just makes sense now. And like, I don't have a problem putting the stuff out that I do just because like, I don't want to put anything out. That's kind of like bland or fake or just like not me. Like if, if putting a video of me, like, you know, smoking a bowl or something goes out on fucking TikTok or, you know, Instagram or some shit like that, like, so be it. You know what I mean? Like, that's what I felt what was good in the moment. And like, that's who I am, you know? So, yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Were you always like that? Or is that like something that's um, kind of like changed as you've grown up? In terms of like me, just kind of like being more outward. Yeah. Yeah. Just like being yourself and not like, I don't know, just like trying to be something else. Yeah. So like, I, um, I think back in high school, it was a little different just because, um, you know, I was trying to play like the straight card and shit. And, uh, that, that definitely plays a toll on you for a long time. And that's a conversation that I have with people, um, even still, which, and I'm okay with, you know, having that, but yeah. So in high school, I was like really like out there and rambunctious and crazy and shit. Like I didn't give a shit about high school. I didn't, I didn't care to, to do anything. And then college came around and, you know, I was still like in the closet and still like going out and having fun, but like my priority kind of shifted more towards my education and did extremely well in college. Um, like really, really well. And, um, but yeah, I would say, I would say before, before I came out, it was, I was always hesitant to put certain things out there at the expense of like my identity, just because like, you know, if I, I think that's a big reason why I didn't really like photography because for whatever reason I associated photography to be more kind of like feminine. And so, um, if I did that, then like people would be onto me, right? Like they would be like, oh, like, is he, you know, is he a certain way or like whatever? Or, and that was just like stupid of me to think. And so um, after coming out, like, yeah, I was still like crazy, crazy out of my head, like ADHD all over the fucking place. But um, I think like what has changed is I just don't like, I don't think twice about the things that I do. And, um, I, I'm not sitting there thinking like, oh, I wonder like what my parents think, or oh, I wonder what my friends think. Like the people at this point in my life that I want to be there are there, you know? And like, that's a, that's a blessing to have because like a lot of people hold on to, you know, sometimes they hold on to people that, um, are not good for them. Right. Or, or maybe, um, like those people aren't good for them or, or they're not good for you or, or whatever, or, um, and so like, once you kind of figure that out and start to surround yourself with the right people, uh, like you just naturally 
I don't know, you just naturally like fall into who you are and you're more comfortable with who you are. And that goes for anybody. Um, yeah. That goes for anybody. So yeah, I would say like, I would say before I was a little like more hesitant, like a little more underground with the things that I did, but now I'm just like, fuck it. Like, we're just going to do whatever the fuck we want. And if people like it, great. But if not, like, so be it. Like I I'm happy with it. And that's all that matters. That's so sick. <laughs> that's, that's just so dope. Just being able to just like full send, just throw everything out there. That's so yeah. cool. No, like, the, and that's the thing is it's just, I don't know, man. It, there's something very, um, very like, I guess like mentally freeing about just doing that. And like, I was, I just interviewed Ryan last night on a Twitter space. And like, we were talking, you know, he was talking about like becoming mentally free when he did, you know, he discovered photography. It's like an inexplainable feel or unexplainable feeling. Like you just kind of are getting to a point now where you just don't give a shit. Like you're just being you and like, you're not afraid to, like of somebody like reaching out and being like, Oh, that's bullshit. I'm like, okay, well, if it's bullshit, like you can unfollow me or you can block me or like, we just don't have to have this discussion. Like that's totally fine. And I wish you all the happiness in the world, but I'm just going to keep doing me, you know? Yeah. Yeah. That's so sick. I mean, it's obviously working. Something's going well. So <laughs> that's dope. Absolutely. All right. So uh, NFTs, that's something I want to talk about. You pretty recently dropped um it's called acceptance right yeah on yep. OpenSea. yep yeah um what what like inspired that how did you uh, get the idea to drop that yeah so nfts are are popping right now right yes um and the really dope thing i want to say like the really dope thing about nfts is uh like the genuine I, I don't I don't even know how to explain it. It's like the genuine factor behind them. Like you can't bullshit people when you get into NFTs. Like people, the NFT community is very um they're they're just like really dope. And like the people, like the collectors and the artists in there like will sniff out bullshit like like real quick. Um yep. So basically saying like, if you're going into NFTs to just make a quick buck, like you're going to fail. Um, mm -hmm. I like, I'll be totally transparent with that. Like I've, I've seen it happen already with a few artists and it it's, you know, it's not, you're not setting yourself up for success. The whole point of NFTs is to drive value in my opinion, and to really like add breath to who you are as a creator and an artist. So if you're like sitting there and thinking, you're going to drop a collection or something and, you know, make a ton of money in the dip. Like people remember that, you know, especially like your collectors, like they remember that shit. So um, I've made quite a few good friends on Twitter. And one of them being, I don't know if you've seen his stuff, Jay hubs on Twitter, but, or Jubbish Jay, um, he's become a really good friend of mine. And uh, you know, we FaceTimed, probably like a month and a half before my first NFT drop. And I was basically talking to him, like we were having a conversation about um, like how I should drop, what, you know, pricing, all this different stuff. Like he was just like giving me a load of information. And that's kind of the point that he was driving. And what I like carry to this day is like, do what you feel is best. He's like, if you feel like pricing it at, at X amount, like do that. If you feel like dropping this, drop it, but like be genuine about what you do and don't just drop something just to like, say you have something. 
And so the goal was to have my first NFT collection as a set of 30 images that I would sell for like on OpenSea for a set amount. And this is actually a project that I'm working on now that we can get to um, a little bit later, but then I would have a premiere piece on FND. And so I would start to do that and just kind of get that going as a revolving project around the city of Pittsburgh. Um, it got to a point where I was like, I was, I was tired and I was inspired at the same time, but I was just so tired. And I was like, I, I started thinking, I was like, is this really like how I want to first present myself in the NFT space? And I was in NFTs for a little bit before, like I was joining Twitter spaces and discords and, you know, getting into the conversation for about like two and a half, three months before I even dropped anything. And um, so I, I switched gears and for about a month, I was working on um, the project that I have now, Acceptance, which is you like the very first images that I took um, when I found my passion for photography. And so the goal of the the goal of the project was not really like I could give a shit if people buy it. Like I say that all the time. Um, the goal of the project was not so much to showcase great images because they're, they're in my opinion, like they're not the best images. Um, the goal of the project was to, to take people on a journey and to show people like, okay, my value as a creator, like I know this personally is only going to grow because I work my ass off every day to do that and to maintain that. And so I wanted to I wanted to have something there and available to people to just say like, this is where it all started. Like, this is my roots. This is what inspired me to start like my life, basically. You know what I mean? Cause to go from, to go from, I fucking hate photography to this is my life and like my, my whole world now, like this is my passion, my baby. Um, it's, it's just a, it's a crazy it's a crazy thing, like how life turns out, but that's kind of what I wanted to drive with the project. And so um, acceptance is all about me going to Montana and um, like literally just like finding myself. I know it sounds like very cliche, but that's what happened. Um, I was there and I was like going through a really whack time. And uh, like my family, you know, first and foremost helped me do that. And um you know, they helped me get through that whack time. And then just photography, like put me on the path that I think I'm meant to be on. And like, if you talk to any of my friends and any of my family, they will tell you the exact same thing. Like I switch shit like that. Like I never stick with anything. And so when I did this um, and like, I started like, even like after like four, like four or five months or something, I remember my, uh, I remember my parents reaching out and they were like, like we were having a conversation. I talked to my mom like almost every day and we were having a conversation and she was like, you know, you really love this, don't you? And I was like, yeah, like this is it. Like this is it for me. And then even like my friends and family or like my, my friends from high school and like friends from college, my cousins, like they all started to just catch on. They were like, you know, like he like really does fucking love this. And so it just all started to fall into place. And like, I don't think that would happen if, I didn't accept myself. Right. Like, um, again, there's just, I think there's just something very powerful about realizing who you are and like delving into something that you're passionate about and like, in, like making that your world is, 
um, is very inspiring. I see it all the time in other artists and small creators and uh, it keeps me going every day. And so with, uh, with acceptance, um, you know, there's 10 available pieces. Each is chaptered out. So um, it's chapters one through 10. And my kind of idea was um, I wanted to take my collectors or whoever on a journey um, through that trip and like everything that happened. Sorry, could you say that again? Sorry, I couldn't hear <laughs> Everything that happened that day and um, everything that happened all throughout that week. And so, um, you know, with every piece that you get, I wrote up a, a one page chapter of how I was like going through that day my experience of that day that, you know, the smells that I remember, the sights that I saw kind of like what, like at the time, kind of like the mental battle that I was going through like every day, like on the trip. And um, the goal of the project is to connect collectors with one another. So um, like when you buy that piece, you get a chapter of the story. And then the goal is, you know, if you have a collector that bought chapter 10, you have a collector that bought chapter seven, you know, the goal is like, they would reach out to each other and be like, Hey, I have chapter seven. Like, I know you have, I know you bought chapter 10. Do you mind saying that over? So like I can complete the story. Um, so like, that's the goal. I don't know if like, it's going to work. Um, but it was exciting to me. And like, it, it's just really cool to have my experience down on paper because even then I could, you know, I was thinking about minting that too. I was having a conversation with a couple people about that and, um, they think it would do really well. So I don't know. Um, it's a little bit behind acceptance though. Yeah, that's so rad. That's so cool that you like, that's like putting a lot of like, I don't know, value and like story behind, behind a thing instead of just like, I don't know, earlier you're talking about actually like not bullshitting it and just like putting a picture out there to make money. You're like really putting stuff behind it. That's super yeah. cool. Yeah. And, and that's the thing is like providing utility. I think that's another important thing for NFTs and people to understand is, you know, the more value that you can provide the more appealing that you are to people to buy. Because um, again, like I'll say this till, you know, I'll die on this hill, but it's a long game. And if you're just kind of in it to, to grab money, like people see that and they will, they will blacklist you like crazy. Like yeah, I've seen it happen a few times and uh, it's, it's definitely not fun. And it doesn't, it doesn't help you in the long run because, you know, if NFTs really are here to stay, which I would think that they would be, um, I mean, you see companies now like Disney just released like a whole series. You just like Warner Bros. Marvel is hopping on this now. Like you have all these massive companies and brands and celebrities doing all this stuff. Like I don't see this going away anytime soon. So people who are building their value now, like I think this is like for the next few months, like I think we're kind of like in the gold rush of, of NFTs, um, which is really fucking dope. Like it's, it's, it's very fast paced. It's like extremely exciting and nerve wracking. And, you know, there's so much going on every single day. Um, but like to artists and to people who are getting into it, who want to sell and collect, like, I just encourage people to take a step back and like, it's a lot. Um, but just take a step back and like, kind of think about where you want to place yourself in the space and just, just learn, like, it's not going anywhere. You know, there's, it's decentralized. So like there's, there's an abundance of, of wealth and knowledge for everybody. And you just have to have to be cognizant of it and take your time and um, like take the time to develop relationships um, is another important thing too. like, just take time to talk to people, pick their brains and, and just learn, you know? 
Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Where do you see it? Where do you see NFTs going in the future? Like you mentioned, like it'll probably just keep growing with these big corporations, but where do you think it's going to go? Yeah, I see. I don't know. That's, that's a really good question. And I, I don't think I have an answer for that. I think right now, you know, the space is, is still totally new and you're seeing companies start to provide like long-term value. Um, so like, like I said, Disney, for instance, right. Disney's released like this golden figure collection. I don't, and I, you know, I apologize if I screw up the name on it. I, I don't think that's the name, but essentially what they did was over the course of, I think it was like a week or two or something. They released like all these different golden statue NFTs of, you know, one was Bart Simpson and another one was um, one of the characters from frozen and, they released another one where Walt Disney was holding Mickey man's or Mickey, Mickey mouse's hand. Um, and so like, I think you see companies like setting up this, this kind of thing where they're setting up like long-term value and revenue um, because they're collectibles at this point. Right. So like, you know, I think Disney was selling them for $60 and the value of them has gone up like 350% over the course of like, a few hours. Um, and so like, imagine, you know, I had, you know, I was watching a video and somebody said, you know, imagine buying the first Spider-Man comic, uh, when it first came out for a dollar. Right. And then imagine what the price of that like comic is now, you know, it might be a first, it might be a hundred dollars, right. It might be a thousand dollars. Like for Disney, imagine buying the very first NFT of Disney, like a multi-billion dollar company and you have this nft and like it's only going to grow like the value of it is only going to go up it and um so i don't know i like there's there's companies that are providing um like collectibles there are companies that are providing uh value through um maybe you know discounts or something there's celebrities that are providing value through going to free concerts and virtual concerts um i think like the, the, like the, the path for NFTs is like, there's so it's endless. Like it's, it's, it's whatever you want it to be and whatever you can imagine, like you can make possible, I think with NFTs. Um, I think like one of the most exciting things right now is like the whole meta that, that Zuck is doing with Facebook and Instagram. Like now he's, I think he's getting sued over it right now um, from last I checked. But like the idea behind it is pretty, pretty exciting. A lot of people will see it as scary, but um, like the, the possibilities and the utility for it is, I would say endless. Um, like you see Sony, Sony developed, and I was talking about this the other day, like Sony developed this big half dome of just like, it, I think it's like a hundred some cameras. And like the goal of Sony right now is to create the biggest uh, reserve for, for digital 3d avatars for like different, op any object, like you literally just place an object in the center of this big half dome. And it just takes a picture of you and registers like a 3d avatar for like the metaverse. You know what wow. I mean? Like it's, it's pretty fucking crazy. And so, um, like even those could be NFTs in some form. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I don't know, man, that that's a, that's a loaded question. I know, yeah, for, for sure. I know for artists, I think, um, I know for artists, I think the biggest thing right now is just to 
just to put out art. Um, like I, I've had so many conversations with people before that, uh, you know, we say like, we say we are in like kind of a renaissance right now for, for art because this has never been seen before in the history of art, right? Like if you're an artist, like the idea of a starving artist is starting to go away. And the reason being is because you have all of this, all of this work coming out and you have it on a decentralized platform and you have it available to everybody in the world at, you know, if you have it, if you have Wi-Fi, right? Like before, um, you know, if you were an artist and you wanted to sell your work, you had to give it to magazines or like sell it in music or um, like art galleries. And you had to connect with all of these, you know, fat cat, whatever millionaires that have all this money that are dangling a carrot in front of your, in, in front of your face um, to buy your work. And that doesn't have to happen anymore. Like now you have like, dude, there was, I, there was a, there was a Twitter space the other day where it was, um, 19 or, or 20 year old um, girl from, I think it was, I think she was from Chicago. And, and again, I can't, uh, I can't remember off the top of my head, but she made like 300 grand overnight, wow. like 300 grand for, for that age. And to be doing that in that short amount of time, selling her art, like that's wild to me. That's crazy. And yeah, dude. Like it's, it's just fucking wild. And like, even, I mean, even Ryan, right. Like I was having a con the conversation I was having with Ryan, like he's already made like a good, a good chunk of change off of his art. And it's because, you know, you can, it's, it's just so easy to connect with people now. And we've just, we've never seen that. And that's what's, I think that's the most appealing thing about it um, is like collectors don't have to be defined by having a lot of money anymore. Collectors can be defined by being, you know, in college or in high school and like, you know, wherever you live in the world, you know what I mean? Like, it's, it's just, it's crazy, dude. Like this yeah. whole space just nuts. Yeah. All right. Uh, my laptop is about to die. I'm gonna go grab a charger, but I'll be back in like 30 seconds. <laughs> now nah, you're good, man. <laughs> All right. Yeah, dude, I think it's so sick how it's like so accessible. Cause like I'm in high school and like, I don't know, I don't really, it's not like having a normal job. Like you can like just go do stuff online and it's like so sick. It's, I don't know. The only thing is like getting on to selling. Like, I don't know. Right now it's like, I checked like the, uh, I don't know, the Ethereum gas price this morning. It was like, four hundred dollars i was like whoa yeah. it's like pretty steep <laughs> yeah so that's that's another thing too is like um you know people's biggest concerns are gas prices right now and uh for for anybody that that is kind of aware um gas prices revolve around you minting your project so if you're if you're going to mint a project um then 
you have to go through and it's called a gas fee. And so like, you know, say I go to post, you know, I want to, I want to have an NFT. That's just one picture. I have to pay this base fee of, of whatever to, to be able to post that. And then once I post that, I can price it however I want and, you know, do whatever I want. But yeah, gas prices are, gas prices are, are, are pretty nuts right now. Like when I was going to mint my piece um, on OpenSea, I think gas prices were $800 and then they dropped to like 200. And then um, I set my, I, I did a custom set to like 80. So I minted my collection for like 80 bucks. Um, but that's a, that's a big concern to people right now. And uh, it's reasonably so like you had a few months ago where you could, you know, you could mint pieces for like dirt cheap. And, um, now it's, it's kind of like, you have to, you had to like have a little bit of a reserve to get into it. Um, it's a little bit of more of an investment now than it ever has been. And you're starting to see people not necessarily fall off, but just like becoming discouraged. And again, like it's new, like it's so new and like the, there's so much possibility to, to be had in the space and like people are still figuring stuff out. Um, so like I wouldn't, you know, if, if you, if you're an artist or a creator, you know, whether you're big or small, like that discourage you. Um, like I said, like they are like, I literally, when I was going to mint, I clicked on the gas price to mint. It was like over 800. I already mentioned this, but like literally not 20 seconds later, I clicked it again and it dropped like, like that. I don't know, like, don't ask me how, I don't know why, but like, that's, that's why I did it. And, um, and yeah, I mean, just, just keep the faith and, and keep doing what you do and like post dope shit and, uh, it'll, it'll come eventually, you know? Yeah. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, like that's, I guess that's one more thing too, is like, people try to think that it's a rat race and it's not. Um, like I remember the, when I was trying to get into it, I, I, the goal of getting into it was, was just to get into it. And that's because I saw all these people posting stuff and like listing their work. And I was like, shit, like the market is starting to become really saturated. Like I need to hop in now before, you know, I miss my chance. But the fact is, is like, I was way off. And like, that's where those conversations with artists came in and they were like, no, just take your time. Like, it's not going anywhere. The mark, if you think the market is saturated now, like you're, you're, you're crazy. Cause like, it's it, by no means saturated. Like this isn't even mainstream yet. Um, you know, it's even if it's on, you know, even if it's on some mainstream networks, NFTs and crypto by, by no means at like at this point is mainstream in my opinion. Um, like no, they're, they're definitely if, not. Yeah. Well, and that's the thing. Like if, you know, if you have, if you have so many people now saying like, I have no idea what NFTs or I have no idea what crypto is like 99% of the people that I talk to say they've heard of it. They just don't understand it. If you don't understand it, then it's not mainstream. Like people just really don't care to, to get into it now as much as people think they do, but it's moving and it's moving very fast. And it is, I think it's going to be here for the long haul. Um, it's important to get it now, but if you don't, that's okay. Like there's no, there's no rush, you know? Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Like I talked to some of my friends uh, at school cause I'm still in high school. Um, but like 
a majority of people are either just like in the side of just not knowing at all or having heard of it and not really um, being in it at all. And then there's also just like few people like one of my friends has like two grand in ethereum i was just like okay (laughs) yeah that's a thing (laughs) yeah no and and that's crazy like that's just wild to me because like if i was like even you know eight years ago if i was still in high school like you like dude kids now are just fucking like rolling in in dough and it's like what the fuck like i i wish i was living in your guys's time right now with with all this i mean like you know we're you know, we're both still young, but like at the end of the day, if I could say that I could be doing that in high school, like I wouldn't give a shit about going out or doing anything or even focusing on score. I would just be focusing on NFTs and crypto. Like it's so easy to make money. Like it's not like it's, you know, it's like a 24 seven stock market and it's so available to anybody. You know what I mean? Like the growth, the amount of growth that you can have is unreal and you have all the time in the world if you're in high school believe it or not like you have so much time to focus on this shit i would definitely take advantage of it yeah yeah definitely it's also just like so cool how it's like really happening right now it's like so interesting because i got into like um like the stock market i kind of started with that because i was just like oh this seems like the way to go because that's like i don't know what my parents said i guess and then i was like oh there's crypto and other things that are like way more fun <laughs> yeah even yeah, though and- they are pretty like volatile sometimes absolutely but but the community and the people around it is just so like they're so open to helping people out like i haven't met one person yet that's been like you know shadier or tried to turn me down on information about like things to invest in or like different altcoins to buy, or, you know what I mean? Like everybody's very transparent about the market. And I think that's, what's unique about the crypto market is like, people are willing to help out. Like people want you to succeed. And for anybody that, you know, in my opinion, I'll just say this for anybody that even tries to like combat that comment, like let's go, because I have found nothing but support and love uh, in this community. And like the only people I think that you would probably ever find to, to like turn somebody away from, from crypto is people that are just extremely skeptical of crypto. Um, and like, you just, I, I just don't see it going anywhere. Um, like people that, you know, crypto has been around for, for a lot longer than we realize, but it hasn't gone anywhere. And like, it's starting to make its way into like tangible assets and companies around the world. And like, it's like one country, I forget, um, one country made crypto their, their national, their national currency. Now, um, like you see China banning. Yeah. You see China banning crypto. Um, and they've done that a number of times, but, um, like this is like very, starting to become very integrated into a lot of society. And it's, it's crazy to think, um, you know, what could happen within like the next, like, I would even say like three or four years alone, you know what I mean? Like it's, it's just wild. And I am not, I am not, I'm going to say this right right now. I'm not a financial advisor. (laughs) I don't advise anybody to buy anything that I'm, you know, that I might say on here. So I just want to like throw that out there, but but yeah, man, it's not. <laughs> it's a valid thing to say. Yeah, for sure. Uh, speaking of like crypto coins, are there any that you're looking at right now? Any you watching? Yeah. So I have. So I have. Um, I'm always gonna have faith in Bitcoin. 
um, Bitcoin will always be be at the tippy top of my of my register. Um, Ethereum would be next, and then um, anything after. Like I own some Shiba. I bought Shiba at I think a pretty good time. <laughs> um, you know, and then uh, Shiba hasn't been doing so well, but like I, I bought it at. Oh, it's gone down so much. Yeah, yeah. She was she was tagged a little bit. You know, um, it's okay. Yeah. But then, uh, but then Doge. I have a little bit of Doge. I've been looking into like XRP um, a little bit and uh, ADA, um, and there was a few. Yeah. There was a few others, but for, I mean, for now, like I'm still relatively new to it. Like I say, I've been in it for for a couple months. Um, but I think over the next like two, like you're seeing this, you know, I see this all the time on TikTok. I see it on YouTube now. I see it in, in discords and in articles that I read, but, um, I think over the next like two to three months, um, and this is at the opinion of others and, and their knowledge. Um, but I think like, we're really going to start to see a boom in crypto and, um, like, I don't know when it's going to burst. I don't, I don't, you know, I don't know, like if or or when it's going to start to just like drop significantly but um you know i mean right now all i can say is is we're just kind of on the up and up and it's just it's exciting like if people think they want to pull out now again not a financial advisor but i would i would say whatever you own uh stick with it and um make make smart financial uh decisions be prepared to lose Whatever you invest um, is one of the best pieces of advice I've gotten. Do your own research. Um, but if you're going to stick with anything consistently, I would say go with Bitcoin. Um, like, you know, somebody was saying, if you have $1,000 to invest, invest 20 of it, or I'm sorry, invest 30 of it into, uh, or I'm sorry, 20 of it into Bitcoin and 30 of it into Ethereum. And so that's kind of like the approach I've taken and it's worked, <laughs> you know? So like, um, yeah. like, you know, Bitcoin, when I, when I started investing into Bitcoin, it was at 50,000 and now it's at 65, I think when I checked the other day or even just yesterday. Um, yeah. So it's, I mean, like there's growth to be had, man. And it, it's still going. Like people thought at a thousand, it was going to be, you know, it was going to drop or people thought like at 5,000 or at 10,000. And then people started to be like, oh shit, Bitcoin is at, you know, whatever now, like <laughs> Bitcoin's at 20,000. And now people want to hop in and like people are still skeptical that Bitcoin's at, you know, 60 grand and people are like, ah, oh, I don't think it's going to do anything. I'm like, mm, I don't know, because uh, if you would have, if you yeah. would have, you would have had one Bitcoin when it started, like you'd be, you know, you have a good chunk of change. So it's crazy, man. Like, like I said, yeah. the space moves fast and it never stops. Uh, that's the exciting thing. And that's the scary yeah. thing about it. Yeah, for sure. Um, so, uh, I kind of want to talk about a little bit of a uh, gear stuff for photography. What camera setup are you, uh, rolling with right now? Yeah. So I have my baby right here. Um, I got the Sony a 6,000. Um, I generally oh, use like nice. a 50 millimeter prime. Yeah, no, it's, it's a, yeah. uh, it's, it's a great camera. I started using Sony, um, when I first got home from Montana, my buddies, uh, like, I would even consider him like my mentor at this point. Um, he was like really stringent on, on, uh, I don't even know if stringent is the right word. Um, he was very adamant. We'll use that word. He was very adamant on Sony and 
he was saying that, you know, Sony's a great for, for photography and video. And it is, it's a, it's a beautiful camera, man. I think it came out in 2014. Um, but I use that and 50 millimeter prime. And then I have like a, a 16 to 50 millimeter kit lens. Um, I think the next thing I want to shoot for is the Holy Trinity. So getting, uh, I want to get my 12 to 24 G master. I want to get my 24 to 70 and then 70 to 200 millimeter. You know, hopefully if all goes as planned, I should have that. Um, like within like, I want to say the first half of the year next year. Um, and then I just pre-ordered the, uh, I just pre-ordered the Sony a seven four that just dropped on November. Or what was that? Yeah, it was the Sony a seven four that dropped like, what, just at the beginning of the month? I think it was like November 4th. Yeah, or something, something like that. It was really recent. Yeah. yeah it's a sick camera. <laughs> Dude, I was... Dope. I was, uh, I was I was sitting in on the live event because I was like retweeting the Sony rumors and stuff all the time. And I was, I was so fucking close to buying the Sony a7 III. And uh, because it's still a beautiful camera. Um but I knew what was coming out of the Sony a7 IV. And I was like, I would definitely pay the extra $500 for that camera to have all of the, to have all the features. And so like, even the feature as, as far as just as simple as like the flip LCD towards you for YouTube videos, like that's fucking key to me. So I'll pay any mm-hmm. amount of money for that. Um, but yeah, man, it's a beautiful camera. It's like almost compared, you know, people say it's like the baby a one, Um, and I think that's like a really great way of putting it because like the features and, and everything that's available in that camera is just like ridiculous. Um, now I can't, don't ask me to recall the features off the top of my head, but when I was watching the live, I was very impressed. Um, I know it's like a 30 megapixel camera and the screens, you know, like I said, LCD flip the, the auto tracking on that thing for wildlife photography and for portraits is, is fucking insane. Like I was watching, uh, there was a video that got taken down on YouTube just before they went live. These two people um, uh, using the camera, like very in-depth. It was like a, I think it was like a 15 minute video ish. Um, And they like went into depth about this camera dude. And it was just like, what it could do for the price that it is, is going to push, I think Nikon and Canon and a lot of these other companies to, to start stepping up their game when it comes to video, man, because like, Sony's just fucking crushing the game. Like they're just, I will rave about Sony yeah. till the day that I die. Yeah. Yeah. Sony makes really nice stuff. They're mirrorless. I have a, a A6400. Um, so I don't know where that is in relation to what you have, but, and then I use a, uh, so it's Sigma 100 to 400 lens. Yeah. That's like, it just lives on it pretty much. The telephoto is just oh, so nice yeah so good is is the a6400 is that is that crop frame or full frame uh yeah that's crop that's an APS-C sensor gotcha okay that's what that's what i figured yeah because that's really nice yeah well and that's why that's why i wanted that's why i wanted a newer camera just to have that because um i don't get me wrong man like sony a6000 i'm gonna love that camera till the day that i die um it takes incredible pictures but like at this point i'm just kind of like ready for that upgrade. Um, but in, in relation to, uh, to my camera, so my camera came out in 2014, I think, I think the a6400 came out. I want to say like just before, I want to say like 2018 or 2019, I could be totally wrong. Um, yeah, but nah, that sounds right. 
but yeah, it's it's definitely like not not it's not a rel it's not an old camera. Um, because that shoots in four K, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it shoots really nice video too. The only thing is, it doesn't have a uh, stabilized sensor, which you don't need it. But I mean, you know, I shoot wildlife a lot, so it's like I'll be shooting at like one like. <laughs> Thirty-two thousandth of a second, and it's like there's no light in there, but you know, yeah, it's it's a great camera. They're super nice. Yeah, I was gonna say I was. All right, was, we're um, almost getting. Now go ahead. I was just gonna say I was I was checking out your Instagram and stuff, and like you take dope photos, man. Like this is like this is super fucking cool. Thanks, dude. I try. <laughs> yeah, you do too. You have some really some bangers. It's all about that. Getting into the uh, the macro stuff. Yeah, for sure. The macro. Do you do you ever shoot with a macro lens? I don't think you mentioned that. Yeah. No. So I I I think the only like real like macro shot that I've had is like a recent one that I posted, and that was of that spider that I got just hanging like over, um, like one of the rapids at, uh, at a state park that we have close by. It's hard to get those pictures, dude. I was that took like half an hour for me to get. Like, it was difficult, but it was definitely worth it. I'd love to get into macro photography, though. Um, I, I've been looking into it uh, yeah. a tiny bit, not too much, but yeah, it's really cool. It's really, really nice. It helps so much to have a flash, though. Like, I tried it without. It's just, it's difficult. Getting enough yeah. light in there is so challenging, but. Yeah, no, it's definitely, definitely worth it. Um, so yeah, we're getting to like almost an hour at this point. This has been sick. Um, yeah. Do you have any any stuff you want to plug? Any projects? Um. So I right now am currently working on my newest NFT drop. Um, I don't want to get like too much into detail. I, I've kind of mentioned it before a little bit, but haven't gone too far into it um but i will be dropping another nft collection hopefully by the end of november um date date and time is tbd at this point but uh i've been working like on this project for a few months now it's going to be called 30 suns um it's just gonna it's it's kind of like a reflection of uh the city that i live in pittsburgh and um it was the the inspiration behind the project is the fact that it it's, it's a project that inspired me to get out more and change my perspective a little bit. Um, when I was in a kind of, I'm not going to say odd place, but I was just, you know, you go as a creative, you go through moments where you're inspired and you're uninspired. I was just kind of in one of those dips where I was feeling uninspired and I wasn't getting out as much. I was focusing a lot on just building and not so much creating. Um, and so this project helped me get outside of my comfort zone and, and try new things and, uh, explore different parts of photography that I haven't before. Um, so I'm excited about that. So that's going to drop, uh, like I said, sometime at the end of November, maybe like beginning of December. Um, but that will have, like I said, a premiere piece on FND. And then I'll have, I think 30, uh, individual pieces, um, available on OpenSea. And so again, prices, I don't know yet. Um, it could be cheap as fuck. Um, but yeah, so that's, that's kind of what I'm working on now. And then just, um, I, 
I literally just uh, put into my like PR initiative the other day that I wanted to kind of put myself out more in terms of, um, of just like podcasts and getting on stuff. So this is actually like perfect. Uh, and so I started to reach out to a ton of people. And so in 2022, you, you might see me pop off a little bit more. Like you might, you might see my name revolving around stuff a little bit more, which I'm excited about. So. Thank you.